What the fuck is up, world? Piali, Tlaltic Pak. What's so funny, man? We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Okay, cut, cut. Another grito. Se ha dicho. This is how we start the podcast, sir. This is always how we start the Every podcast. single episode starts just like long. this. And it, we're going to get to that. Okay. You just, t- you just take a little... Okay. You take... You just... I know you're excited. I'm, I'm excited not, I'm too. not. It's actually, I just... I forget. Yeah, it doesn't flow. Okay. Anyway, keep going. I'll tone the language down. Please. Yes? Please. In respect of the conversation that we're having today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Before we get into the formalities, I mean, before we get into the podcast, let's just get some formalities out of the way. Yes. If you haven't already, follow your boy, OG underscore Ice Nice 13 on the gram. Along similar lines on YouTube, uh, X, whatever the fuck. My bad, dog. <laughs> I'm going to try. In fact, this is good practice because as far as the algorithms are concerned... Why do I got to be a dog? <laughs> you're my dog, bro. Chill. All right, I'm a dog now. Um, it's good practice because, honestly, the the, uh, the algorithms for YouTube, they actually... Uh, they bump down po- uh, videos that have a lot of curse words within like ah. the first 10 or 15 minutes. So, you know, it's good practice on my end because I have tried to be mindful of this you know in other podcasts but it's just something i lose track of because i get a little too excited i guess when i'm making the yeah, podcast yeah yeah and I'm, I'm sure you're capable of it i've seen you in class before and you've this is different though. i know i know this but is I'm not saying, class no 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 i'm saying that you're capable of delivering a message yes a of course nice absolutely very eloquently without, but yeah without the curse words right but i must emphasize that or before i even get started before we even get started okay Allow me to introduce my guest for today. I haven't had a guest in a long time. It's been uh, like 70 episodes since I've had a guest. So yeah, it's been a while. So uh, I do want to apologize in advance for the, uh, if it's a little, if it's a little sloppy at first, right? Because this is the first time in a very long time that I've had a guest on the podcast. Okay. So I'm just myself getting used to the, the back and forth exchange for one. For two, this is. Isaac, it doesn't matter. It's not like we're applying for a job. I'm not talking to you, sir. Okay, keep going. I'm talking to the people who are listening. Okay. For those of you who have watched this podcast long enough, for those of you who have kept up with plenty of the episodes, my guest for today should not be familiar because he's been on this bad boy before. I checked myself right there. You see, I was going to curse. I'm sorry? No, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been on before. I don't remember the exact episode, but it was. At the beginning, at the very, very, very beginning, my old house, my old, my yeah. old everything, right? It's two, three years of more even. I have, it was pre-pandemic. Yes. That's for, for sure. For sure, yes, yes. And uh, a lot has changed since then. But the more things change, I find, the more things tend to stay the same, yes? So I know for a fact that I have changed in those, in, in, in those three, four years maybe that it is since we were, that you were last on here. And I know for a fact that you have changed as well. But there's still a lot of things from that episode that we did, however many years ago, that remain the same. Yes. So by way of lengthy introduction, my guest for today is my dear friend and colleague, Allah Salama. Allah, say what's up. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, guys? It's going well, hopefully for everybody. Um, Yeah, let's just get into this bad boy, man. I usually, you know, I'll give shout outs and everything to people. 
But I'm going to forego that for today. But you know what? No, let's just give a quick shout out to every single one of you that's listening to this bad boy. Uh, I checked the the downloads recently. I hadn't done that in a while. And, uh, you know, there's people from everywhere, man. The, the streets are thirsty, bro. You know what I mean? This is something that I'm sure you're going to speak to as we continue along. But uh, in more layman's terms and more, you know, regular parlance, there's a hunger out there, a thirst for the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to every single one of you that's listening to this from every single corner of the globe, because it's not just El Paso, Texas anymore. It's not even the United States anymore. It is a global thing. And while the reach is not on the scale of other podcasts, certainly it is more of a reach than I personally can ever have imagined for something as small as this little passion project of mine. Right. So, again, Shout out to each and every single one of you that's listening to this because it really does mean a lot to me personally. And I know for a fact it means a lot to my boy, Allah Salama. Yes, um, it does. It does. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. No, yeah, of course, man. I'm actually happy that you're here because <laughs> you and I have a lot of really good conversations. We do. Like since, since way back, man. So, you know, you hadn't been on the podcast for about four years, but just to catch the listeners up to speed, the ones had to that you know, perhaps haven't listened to that conversation, that episode that we had before. I believe the episode is entitled Conversations with Allah. For those of you that want to maybe go back and find it in the, you know, in, in, the, in the library and give it a listen before you continue with this one or maybe after you're done with this one. But um, I actually met you when I myself was a student at EPCC. Correct. Yes. Allah, again, by way of quick introduction for those of you who are just tuning in and meeting him for the first time. He was one of my philosophy professors at EPCC. In fact, it's Allah. So there's two things that I'll say about it Allah. Was, it was a philosophy of religion. Class, it was right? a philosophy of religion, yes. So there's two things that I'll say about you, Allah. And this, I'll tell you this because I'm pretty sure, you know, you probably haven't heard this. But uh, I actually talk about you quite frequently on this podcast. And what I talk about is I relay the messages, that, you know, essential gist, because our conversations go for long, long stretches of time. And, you know... Sometimes those conversations linger with me and I'll come, you know, and I'll I'll articulate some of the thoughts that I have in response to that conversation, right? So while, you know, you have not been on the podcast in about four years, you have been an, integ- an, an, an integral part of the podcast, yes? Because you are one of the few people, and I mean this with absolutely no disrespect to the people that I do converse with on a daily basis beyond you. But you're one of the few people who the conversation actually challenges me in ways that, you know, I don't want to say I'm uncomfortable with because it's not what it is. I would say more important. I would say, I guess, um, more directly, it challenges me in a way that I can't just readily dismiss. Like, okay, there's something to this. Whatever it is that he's saying, there's something to this. Yes. And uh, before we get into that, I guess the best way to qualify it is by stating that that is part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here because, well, you know, more reasons. I'm just giving you guys more and more and more and more reasons. Okay. But uh, we're actually, you and I together working on a project developing, okay, where you're going to start this, something along this lines on your own. Right. And so part of the reason why I wanted you here is like help you build, you know, a little bit of an audience for yourself. But more importantly, and it goes back to the point where I'm saying the streets are hungry. Because I do sincerely believe that the message that you have to offer is something that could be of potential benefit to other people as well. And I wanted to give the opportunity for that message to be heard on, you know, the small scale that I have, but enough where people are listening. Inshallah, inshallah. Um, you know what that means, Isaac, right? 
you guys have the same ohala ohala yeah okay so really quickly while i so okay this is so much information i know okay but just bear with me a little quick backdrop i myself am a little bit familiar with islam because when i was an undergraduate i actually got my minor in uh religious studies and part of the yeah and uh part of the religious studies was a class on islam right so i myself do know what inshallah does mean Yes, okay. and I appreciate it that you make it culturally relevant by relating it to the ohala, right? Right, right. However, right. we are conversing for people who may not have familiarity with... That's why I said, that I'm, I'm, I was trying to, you know, having you explain what it means by referring to the Mexican or the... His- is it Mexican <laughs> or is it also Hispanic? Like uh, I would probably say Spanish, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> But if you want to refer to it as Mexican, that's cool, we're used to it. It's... it's it's the same thing. Uh, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so inshallah, tell us, talk, talk to me. Um, I don't know. You, you say something interesting. You say the streets are hungry. The streets are thirsty for knowledge. What kind of knowledge? What are you talking about? Fuck school. Oh, my bad. My bad, for real. But um, what I'm trying to state is that uh, this, this is a philosophy, man. I told you before we came on on air, right? Or in one of our previous conversations. And the whole point of hood philosophy is to recognize that we were miseducated, purposely miseducated, that we were educated in such a way to serve a particular system. And that despite this miseducation, there exists, uh, I guess more directly to get to the point of, you know, you being here, I would state that it's a lack. There's a lack. Yes. And that lack has created a, a hunger, a thirst among people. Yes. And that thirst is for real, authentic knowledge. Not that nonsense that we learn in public schools, but actual real knowledge that, you know, for the even honestly, for me personally, this is coming from somebody who went all the way through the the doctoral level, man. And very rarely did I have this thirst, this hunger, you know, catered to. It was actually very, very few classes far, a few and far between. Yours is one of them. In fact, it was so... But, do you, power- but, but, but I think what I'm asking is, do you recognize the source of that hunger? Or is it just a feeling, like an existential feeling that there's something wrong going on, but you can't really put your finger on it? This is why, this is where the hunger is coming from. So I would say it's a little bit of both, okay? And the reason why I would say it's a little bit of both is because, as I've mentioned to you in our conversations, but also as I've mentioned on this podcast... This hood philosophy, it's its a philosophy for everyone and no one, right? So when I had this conversation with you personally, but I've also talked about this on the podcast. When I first started it, it was really driven from an impetus to, it was kind of to send a beacon out to the world. Uh, the beacon here being is that, you know, I feel this way and I know I'm not the only one. I feel as though there's a general lack of honest, reflective critical conversation that challenges the very heavy existential questions of life that from what I've seen is not being served correctly. So part of the desire then was to start this podcast and be that beacon for other people who potentially feel the same. And if in the last four years of, you know, making this podcast, I've come to find that, yes, there is in fact a thirst, a hunger in the streets and that it was not in fact just me. Where that might might be coming from, 
that's a different story. I'm not really sure. And I think that's something that, well, I don't think, I know for a fact that this is something that you're probably more, I don't want to say, yeah, definitely qualified. And the reason why is because you are a heavy proponent of human nature. Very. Yes. Absolutely. As a Muslim, yes, I do believe that there is a human nature. Um, let's start with the start, Isaac. Yeah, um, I'm pulling it up. You're pulling what up? The, 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 the PowerPoint that you shared with me. I'm here to talk about Islam. I'm here to explain what Islam is, and I'm going to do that in two levels. I'm going to explain what the word, the concept Islam is, and the significance of that. And then I'm going to explain what Islam is as a system. Yes. Okay, now before you continue, my question to you is simple. Yes. Why? Why are you here to do that? Because I believe Islam can, for one re- for one thing actually, which is not the main thing, but for one thing, as I'm going to show today, Islam can satisfy that hunger. Actually, it's the only the only thing that can satisfy that hunger, it's I'm going to present Islam not as a worldview, not as a worldview, or not as a solution, but as the solution. Yes. No, no, go ahead. Keep going. Um. So it can for sure satisfy that hunger that you're talking about. But more importantly, I am I am concerned about the afterlife. As a Muslim, I do firmly believe in the afterlife, and I will attempt to show the um, logical reasons for the existence of an afterlife. And therefore, I'm here to talk about Islam because I am trying to save as many people as possible. All right. Your smile. Tell me. I smile because that is... All right. So before I tell you why, let me just state this one thing. All right. One thing that I really do appreciate and enjoy about you is that you are a very passionate person, right? Um, And I guess just to fill you in on a little bit of this podcast of mine i have been very vocal and very critical of organized religion like explicitly that that, 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 that's another thing that i want to do today to distinguish islam from other so-called religions again i'm going to present islam as the only religion everything else is not a religion islam as the only religion and Another thing, I mean, we've talked about this before, right? You, 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 you lump Islam under the Abrahamic religions and stuff like that. To be fair, it's not me that does that. I'm relaying right, information right. that was taught to me right, by right, scholars. Right, right. And I think that's, that shows a major misunderstanding of Islam, if not ignorance of Islam. I don't think the people who use that term really understand Islam or, you know, open the Quran and analyze it. Okay, really quickly before you get keep before you keep rocking, I will challenge and state that this these I'm are Islamic, rocking. yeah. Like before you keep going, <laughs> these are Islamic scho- scholars that taught me this right. from prestigious universities around right. the world. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, actually, let me ask you this: What do you mean when you say Islam is part of the Abrahamic religion? It's Moses, and then everything, or Abraham rather, and then everything that follows from Abraham. So Ishmael, I believe, in Islam. And then Moses and Christianity and Judaism. We do believe Moses is a prophet, of course. We must believe that Moses, uh, Muslims cannot go to heaven without believing that Moses is a prophet of Allah, uh, a, a messenger of Allah, and Isaac, and Abraham, and Noah, and David, and Solomon. But we don't believe that the books that exist today, the Old Testament and, and, and the New Testament, 
um, we believe that they have been corrupted. The message of, that exists currently in these books are not the original message that Moses, Prophet Moses, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him. See, we have to say peace be upon him, just like we address the Prophet Muhammad when we talk about Moses or Abraham or Noah or any of the prophets. Um, so in that sense, I say Islam is distinct from um, the New Testament and the Old Testament, not from the religion of Abraham, um, but from the current religions. Do you understand what I'm saying? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I mean, I still... Okay, and it's not a bad thing because that's part of the reason why you're here. Yes. To help explain and elucidate a little bit clearer, right? Right. But um, before you even continue, part of the reason why I was smiling is because, okay. Because you're a jerk? Yeah, definitely that for sure. But, But also because, as I mentioned, as I qualified it, I have been openly hostile about organized religion. It don't matter which religion it is, honestly. Uh, for one. For two, I've been very open and very forward about my own personal views, okay? The indigenous Nahuatl perspective, all right? So I guess before we continue, a really important question that we have to ask ourselves is why should somebody who, like myself, has open disdain in many ways for organized religion care about any particular religion, including Islam? Okay, okay, let me answer that question. You say that you have disdain and you express that um, disapproval of organized religion? Hatred. Hatred of organized religion. And would you agree that you're not the only one? Absolutely. Would you agree that not just regular people in the street have that attitude, but even people like Nietzsche? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. People like Marx? Yeah. How much you want to bet that the majority of those people, including Nietzsche and including Marx, have never, ever analyzed the Quran? Well, I know for sure Nietzsche probably, maybe at least once, because no, he was I'm, a religious I'm person. Say, I'm not saying... And I'm not saying read the Quran. Notice I'm very precise in my wording. How, you are. I'll give you that. Um, how I'm saying analyze the Quran. I can't speak for him. I Actually, never met him. I'm going to show it, but bringing it back to you, how fair do you think it is to have disdain of religion again in general, which I don't care. I'm talking about Islam here. You can have the disdain for the Old Testament and the New Testament as they exist right now because I don't believe in them. But how fair is it to say that you have disdain and hatred? You use the word hatred. Yeah, hatred. Hatred for Islam if you don't understand it. It's not... Okay, so I lump Islam into the banner under the umbrella because it is an organized religion. And right, right. Part, of my, part of my beef with organized religion in general is that I feel, me personally, that it doesn't allow for the individual the room that is necessary for them to question these ideas on their own. That's precisely why I'm here today. Yes, I know. But but again, I need to ask that question and I need your answer. I need your honest answer. Did you analyze the Quran? No, I mean like I said I've I've studied a little I've studied it a little bit in my uh, undergraduate course, but never to the extent that is necessary to give it its fair shake, then, I guess. So to me, the statement that I disdain Islam and I hate Islam is just to say the least, it's not a fair statement because how can you hate something that you don't understand? So I don't... But, but, but hold on, hold on. Don't you think that you have that hatred and disdain for Islam because you do believe that it's the same as the other religions? 
In many ways, yes. Right. But there's right. also other reasons why, too. Why? Tell with me. With the whole, let's say, the people, the infidel thing, the people who don't submit, you know, that that makes you less of a person as. And I don't know the, what you mean by less of a person. In the sense that only Muslims somehow, it, it's just always really convenient to me. No, no, You know, say when it. people, I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. Just okay. let me, let me qualify it. Right. What I'm trying to state is that it's just always really convenient to me when people try to state that their religion is the correct religion. And that anyone that doesn't fall in place is, is somehow inferior. And actually, that's actually, nonsense to me. Why is it nonsense? Because it's a fair statement to say that my religion is is what is what is the word that you use? More the correct valid? one. Oh, the correct one. My religion is the correct one as opposed to the other religions, and therefore your response should be, okay, show me the evidence. Sure. And but, if, but, that, but no, 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 but hold on. It, that statement in and of itself that my religion is more correct than the other religions. It's a fair statement. If I fail to show you the evidence that my religion is more correct than the other religions, then you can say, well, that's convenient. You believe in that religion because you grew up that way or because yeah, you're right. For sure, which is the lot of people, the majority of people. We're not talking about the majority I know of people. We're not, you're but talking to me, right? I, right but that's right, why right, I'm qualifying right. it. Right, right, right. I mean, I was an atheist for years because I was born and raised as a Muslim, but I've never read the Quran. I never analyzed it. And I was, as you know, I was an atheist for, ye- for years. But what I'm saying is the statement that this religion is more correct than another religion is what philosophers do all the time, what psychologists do all the time, what scientists do all the time. This theory is more correct than another theory. And that's not a convenient statement. Your role is to say, well, show me the evidence. But you're saying that it's just not an accurate statement. Not not just you, you. I'm saying that I've heard that before. Um... You're saying that it's a convenient statement without asking for evidence. It could be true. It could be. It could be false. It could be. Right. Yeah. So you should ask, well, why do you think Islam is more accurate? Or why do you think Islam makes more sense than Mm -hmm. show me the evidence? Absolutely. Right. So let's be clear about what, let's be clear about two things first. Okay. Yes. The first is that I'm approaching this. I'm trying to be as objective with my approach as possible. So I'm really not even interjecting my own personal opinions yet. Right, right. I'm right. trying to argue on behalf of uh, of people who are like, well, yes. why the fuck? Why should I care? Yes. Why yes. should I care? Yes. Right. Yes. And part of it is because, well, you know, Sky Daddy says so. Another part of it is because who? Sky Daddy. That's what dismissive atheist or yeah, dismissive atheists will state about any religious figure in general. It's a figure in the sky, Sky Daddy. Right. Uh, why? You know. I think that's intellectual laziness. I don't disagree, but let me at least advance the argument okay. before we start critiquing it, okay? okay? This is not my own personal beliefs. No, no, I know that you're playing the devil's advocate yes. in order for... Yes, Trying I Trying to build understand. the argument. And I really appreciate right? that, yeah. And, you know, so there's, plenty, there's there's a variety of reasons why they'll state. They'll state, you know, Sky Daddy, if Sky Daddy real, why why cancer type deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the theodicies that come up, you know, if Sky Daddy real, which, you know, cancer obviously is one of them. Um... There's so many critiques, basically. Relativism. There's 5,000 plus religions. What makes you think yours is the correct one? As you already addressed with the whole, well, you were socialized in this, and that's probably the reason why, right? Now, as for the second point is, as far as me personally, my own personal opinion is concerned, I have, like I said, I have researched a little bit into Islam, and I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of really, really beautiful things that I have found in the religion. But to be fair... There's also a lot of really beautiful things that I found in Christianity and of in course, Judaism. Of course. So, you know, to further, further qualify, 
and again, this is something I've spoken about ad nauseum on this podcast, so I'm not going to get into it any further than this, but part of the reason why I don't like organized religion in general, specifically the quote-unquote Abrahamic ones, is because of the history here on Turtle Island, the you know, the genocide, basically. So, you know, when I'm dismissive of it, it's because I'm weary because I've seen from a historical perspective what religion can do to people, how it can corrupt people. And I have not met, honestly, very many or, Christians. Or, or how people can corrupt religion. If you know, if you don't want to give it any of the responsibility, that's uh, fine. Because a, a true religion cannot be corrupted. And that's the point that I was trying to get to when right. I said I've... I've met a lot of Christians, lowercase c. I've met a lot of Muslims, lowercase m. I've met a lot of Jewish people, lowercase j, right? They are Christian, Jewish, Muslim in name only. But I've never really met, I mean, now you for sure, but very, I've met very, very few actual true Christians who walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Very few Muslims who do as the the Quran uh, commands you to, yes? And because of that, I myself am immediately skeptical towards anybody who's trying to preach it to me because I I know that you are flawed like I am, right? Of and because of, of that, there's no reason for me to assume that what you're saying is any more true than what I believe. And I'm immediately... I don't see the connection. Because you're flawed and I'm flawed. In my actions? In everything as a human being. Okay. We're flawed. We're fundamentally flawed. Right. And because of that, I don't see a reason why anybody, not just you, but any person... That comes along saying that I have the fucking answer to anything. My apologies for the language again. But any person that comes along stating that I have the answers. Yes. Me personally. As this is as a person. But also as a trained philosopher man. I'm immediately skeptical. Right. Because you don't know anything. You're flawed. You're a human being. You're by nature flawed. Whoa. whoa. You don't know anything? How do you know that? It's not. Okay. Let let, let me be more clear on my language. It's not that you don't know anything. It's that I'm skeptical that. You think that you know what you think you know. And, and when people come along and start saying things like, this is the correct one, I'm just thinking to myself, well, you're flawed. And for you to state that is pretty presumptuous on your behalf. So what's the next step for you should be? Ideally to research it on my own if I'm interested. Right. If I'm interested. Right, right, right. But to the person, there is a funny thing here going on. But before no, I no, t- no, 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 say it. I am, I am, I am. But I think the next step should be towards that person that says, I know I keep, I have to keep holding this close. Just do your best, man. Anyway, um, the next logical response to that person that comes along and say, I have the answer. I have the truth is for me is my skepticism pushes me to say, well, show me. Show me. Yeah. Right. But the problem with you or with people is that a person who comes in and says, I have the truth with me, or I have the truth and I have the answer, if it comes from religion, then shut them down already. Yes. And right. to be fair, right? to be fair, religious people brought that on themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with you completely. I agree. But that is not an excuse for someone like you, as a philosopher, to generalize, to, to, to use that generalization. Because he's a religious person, then he must be full of it. You know, Allah, I'm going to be completely honest with not just you, but <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, I just feel as though religion is very intellectually lazy in and of itself. You know, we're speaking of intellectual laziness and when people, like, I'm just going to be honest, man, because I know people who are listening to this that are religious and not just Muslims. 
But I think it's very weak. It's a weakness on people's behalf to want. And this is me personally. I'm telling you this, me personally. And the reason why is because people, we inherently desire meaning and purpose in life. Right. And religion is a very convenient scaffolding for both. I don't know what you mean by convenient. You don't do any of the work. You, it's inherited. You just, you pick up, you don't even fuck, there's people that don't even pick up a Bible or okay, a Quran okay, or a, not talk, see, see, your, 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 um, you're confusing me. You're saying, I'm not saying you, just so we're no, clear. No, 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 I know, I know, but I know, I know. Generalize. No, 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 but I really need to point this out. Okay. You're saying religion is intellectually lazy and you're using people who are religious because they were born and because they're culturally religious as evidence for the first statement and the two don't follow the two don't follow just because let's say i am a muslim because i was born a muslim Mm -hmm. and i'm following islam because i was just that's my culture that's my family does that immediately mean that islam is wrong no, it no. doesn't. It means that you're wrong. Exactly. Yes. So, but you're using the statement that religion is intellectually lazy. Yeah. But no, it's not religion. It's not the religion. It's right. the people. Right, right, right. But and hold up really quickly. Yes. It's the people who are intellectually lazy, and it's the people that compose the religion, right? So when these people but come you along... you don't even know because you didn't even study the religion. We'll get to that part here shortly. Okay. Because I did okay. mention that. I did mention that, right? And the, the whole point is, okay, well... If I'm not even interested in this, why should I bother? That's the funny part that I said. There is something funny going on. Um, in Islam, people, your response, see, make it sound as if you're doing anybody a favor. I'm not trying to do anybody a favor. I know, I know, I know. Just, just, your response seems as if I become a Muslim or if I become Christian or if I become religious in any way, if I join this religion, then I am doing you a favor. When in reality, you're the one who's getting the favor by becoming a Muslim. Actually, the statement that I use all the time to people is that, and pay attention to the wording, you wish you can be a Muslim. And why is that? Because, hold on, because Islam is the truth. And because... Okay, so I'm not laughing because to dismiss that. No, no, it's, no, it's, it's fine. the passion that you have. It's, it's fine, it's, it's fine. It's a breath of fresh air. Right, right, right. Um, because Islam is the truth. But notice that I use the word can because it's not anybody who can become a Muslim because it's a lot of work. Unlike yeah. Nietzsche and yeah. Marx said, Islam is a lot of work. This is not the religion. And by the way, remember when I, when I said that I need to... Dis- Distinguish Islam from Christianity. Yeah. This is not the religion where you give to Caesar what is Caesar and give God what God. No, this is a religion that in order for you to go to heaven, you have to establish justice in this earth. So you have to get rid of Caesar. So, now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> so that's a main difference, by the way. And by the way, it's not the only difference. But to become a Muslim requires a lot of work. I have yet to see one time in the Quran, one time in the Quran, the Quran is the holy book for Muslims. One time where the Quran, where Allah says in the Quran that people who believe are going to heaven. It's always people who believe and do suitable work and pay attention to the wording because the Quran is extremely precise. Extremely. Suitable work. Work is always connected to belief. Belief is not enough. So if you are born as a Muslim, and you just pray and fast and do that stuff which are necessary, you're not going to heaven. 
you have to do other stuff. In the Quran, the, the Quran refers to certain people who are believers, but going to hell. So, I don't, it's not, the true Muslim is not lazy. And definitely not intellectually lazy. Because Islam does not accept that attitude. It just doesn't. But you don't know. You, you're you not wrong to that. To, to an extent. You're not right, wrong right, to right, an extent. Right. I'm not saying you don't know anything. I'm sure your knowledge of Islam is no, Not even than, that. Not even than, the knowledge of Islam. What I'm stating is, okay, really quickly. The last guest that I had on, like actual proper guest that I had on this podcast was our colleague Aaron. Okay, and okay. he came on to talk about Kierkegaard. Okay. I've mentioned it before. I've done whole episodes on this podcast about Kierkegaard. And I've mentioned that despite the fact that he was deeply religious, he's one of my absolute all-time favorite philosophers. And the reason why is because despite his Christianity, he was able to convey a message of that transcend it transcended cultural Christianity. I'll leave it at that. And the cultural Christianity being something that he talked about openly, maybe not using that language, but that is the idea of people who are Christians in name only. And what he said is that's obviously you a very sanitized... Hold on, let me finish. Let me make this point. Let me make this point. Let me make this point. Okay. He's talking about the sanitized version of Christianity that has been make that has been uh, that has been made as such, so that it can have the majority of as many people as possible. Intellectually lazy people, weak people, more importantly, because Christianity's whole goal initially was strength by numbers. Okay, and in an effort to do this, they sanitized the religion according to Kierkegaard. But what he's saying is that that's not true Christianity. That true Christianity is actually very demanding of people. And that because of that, very few people are fit to even par- to carry the crosses, to carry their cross, I should state, right? That very few people are too weak to carry their burdens or their crosses, right? So that's something that appeals to me personally on a personal level because that's more in line with my own personal beliefs about meaning of life, right? And despite the fact that it was delivered from a religious character, I can still... I can still appreciate the message. And the same is true for Islam. I mean, I'm not going to discount what Islam has to state as what you're saying, true Muslims, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a powerful message. The idea that it's, it's more than just faith. It's faith and works, right? And that's something that I can truly attest to. So when I, when me personally, when me personally, when I meet somebody, which is a lot, the majority of people, I'll just tell you now, probably not you. It's definitely not you. I know for a fact it's not you, which is why I even had you on in the first place. You know, I mean, I get people who ask me all the time, hey, man, you should have this religious person. I'm like, for what? For what? I, <laughs> not, so we can sit here and debate atheism? Like, I'm not an atheist. What the fuck does that matter to me? Right? Um, and so they can just sit here and try to bludgeon me with their fake pseudo-Christian beliefs? Like, no, I've met very, very few actual real Christians and not that I'd be willing to have on the podcast. And the same when it comes to you. And what I think does separate you from that is that not only do you have the faith, but you do, in fact, have the works, which is part of the reason why you're here. There are no true Christians. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. Because according to Islam, a true Christian is a Muslim. And why is that? Because the word Islam, and here we go back, I'm trying to start to, to link it back to this, which I think our conversation is a good is a good segue to this. Um do you know what the word Islam means? Submit. Peace. Sub, sub, no, no, but yeah, it's submit actually. I mean the root of it can be linked to peace. But because Islam is not a religion of peace. It no. really isn't. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. No, it isn't. It's no. a religion of justice. Okay. Not which peace. is different. Which is different, but peace and, for your audience today, equality are by price. Hey, hey, what is that supposed to mean? I don't know. I feel like you can... think that this is a social justice... Isn't lib- it? No, it's not. Okay, cool. This is an extremely based red-pilled audience, sir. 
<laughs> I have no idea. I know what you that don't. Just keep is, going. Okay. Anyway, just know uh, it puts people on FBI watch lists. This is an actual fact using those terms. So, okay, congrats. Okay. Um, Welcome. Um, what was I saying? It's not a religion of peace. It's a religion of justice. It's a religion of justice. Peace is the byproduct of that justice. But we'll talk about justice in a minute. How is it a foundation of 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 that religion, Islam? So the word Islam means to submit, to submit to Allah, to submit to the one God, total submission and total worship of Allah. So a true Christian is somebody who believes in one God and submits to one God, not to the Trinity, not to different gods. That's a true Christian because Jesus himself believed in one God. Moses believed in one God, and therefore in Islam, Moses, Abraham, Jesus, Solomon, David, all of them are considered to be Muslims. That's in the Quran, actually. So that's what it means to be a Muslim. So that's why I'm saying that a true Christian is not somebody who, you know, a true Christian is a Muslim. And I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, this is attesting to your point a little bit earlier. And the point here being is... I mean, at the end of the day, it boils down to faith and actions, right? But more importantly to... Belief, belief. Belief, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. not faith. There's a difference. I'm sure there is. Okay. Right? (laughs) I lost my point, man. Sorry, I got sidetracked on my fucking belief. But it's okay. It's okay. In speaking to what you were stating, right? The basic idea here, when you're trying to state that Jesus was also a, 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 a Muslim, is that there does seem to be a lot of confusion, I guess, linguistically... In terms of the language that we're using, because what w- what makes a Muslim? And the idea is that is it cultural or is it actually something more universal? I don't know what you mean. In the sense that if you're stating that Jesus was a Muslim, there's a lot of people that find that offensive, man. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? That's I'm Muslim. <laughs> that's what I believe. I mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I I know you're not. I'm not trying to offend anybody. And that's, that's the, the point that I'm trying to draw out. Right, right. No, definitely, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Um, but the word Muslim, the concept Muslim means to submit to one God and one God only. So, And that's why I emphasize the cultural element because there is a disconnect there because it's, this, uh, someone is a Muslim then is anybody that essentially believes in any form of monotheistic religion. I if, don't know what that means. Somebody who believes in one God, one God. submits. Wait, wait. Yeah. The word is submit. Submit. To follow to not allow anybody or any other institution, not government, not media, not education system, legislate for them. The only source of legislation is God. That's a Muslim. Whether that Muslim is, it's not a cultural thing. Anybody. That's the has, point that I'm trying to make. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I thought you were saying that no. is a cultural no. thing. No. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to make that distinction. Right. Letting it be known. Right. That it's absolutely not, because when you say Muslim, people, you know, dude, I didn't even know about Islam until 9-11. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something again, public schools, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know? But it's not something that's in at least this part of the world that's openly spoken about as often. Yes. Right? Yes. So when you hear someone say Muslim, they automatically assume Middle Eastern people. Right. Right? Right, right. But but you know that there are a lot of Americans, a lot of Europeans who are Muslim. I know this. Right. 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 How but the point that I'm trying to state is that when you're saying to somebody that uh you are a Muslim, even if you're a Christian because you submit to God only there's a little bit of linguistic confusion there that I think would help if we were able to clarify it. Did we? I don't know. You tell me. I, I mean, we did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so too. If from, from an Islamic religion in the Quran, um, Isaac, Moses, Abraham, Jesus were Muslims. 
Because? Because they believed in the existence of one God who rules over everything, meaning he legislates everything. He decides what is right and what is wrong. He decides what is good and what is bad. He does. Nobody else does. Exactly. So that's a Muslim. Yes. Okay. Right? So now the reason, the reason why, and getting back to this, I'm so fixated on this particular language part before I move on to my next point, and hopefully it can help us flow through this, you know, because we have, we have a lot of information here, right? And we're going to get through it one way or another, whether it's in one session today or in multiple, as we've already discussed, you and I, but now I'm just letting the listeners know, for those okay. of you, you know, who are enmeshed and engrossed in this conversation, because I know for a fact they are, right? Um, not because trying to be pompous and, you know, whatever, but because this is, an, this is a very engrossing conversation, and the people that listen to this podcast are here for that, you know? Whether they believe it or not, that's that's up to them, right? But the the reason why I'm so I fixated came here, knowing for a fact that the overwhelming majority of people who are going to hear me are not going to follow, are not going to agree. Yeah, I okay. know that for a fact. It's written in the Quran. Okay, right. Now but I target those people, regardless. Who? No, 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 no. I target those people who actually do. Oh, got you. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Got you. Yeah. Now, the reason, yes. before we move on beyond this point, I just want to be explicitly clear why I'm stating this. I just wanted to, I want to untangle, if you, it's a very loaded word, Muslim, right? Yes. And the reason why I want to untangle it is because I, at the base of it, at the, at the base of it, I sincerely do believe there is something very important there. It's why I even considered having you on the podcast to begin with, because oh, as I, I stated. If you look at the PowerPoint, I'm saying that that word, a Muslim Islam, as I described it, as I defined it. I'm going to explain how it is the foundation of justice, the foundation of self-actualization, the foundation of self-integration, and it is the struggle against injustice, corruption, and, op and, and oppression. That's what Islam is. So it sounds like Islam's got a little social justice bent to it. Oh, that's what it is. It's, it's, it is that. Okay. It is that. Um, and I will show that that term Muslim or Islam, meaning the submission, the submission, the submitting to and following of only God, of only Allah, will result in justice, self-actualization, self-integration. And it is as a project, as a project, it is a struggle against injustice, corruption and oppression. And I mean, every word I'm saying there and I'm going to support it by the Quran. This is not, if you think this is not my own philosophy, I'm going to try my best not to say anything from me, but according to the Quran. Of course. I know for a fact that the majority of your listeners, and maybe you, probably had not never been introduced to this kind of Islam. Me, yes, because I've had the pleasure of getting to speak to you, for better or worse, for multiple <laughs> right. years now, right? Right. right. Uh, now, right. before we continue, there's two things that I really do have to state. And, and actually, I need to state something, yes. What is Go it? ahead, no. Oh, okay. Uh, the first thing is that, just reading off this, for, I'm going to share this for those of you who are uh, watching on YouTube, right? Uh, for those of you who are listening only, this will probably be your chance to check it out on YouTube, right? But I, he does have a whole PowerPoint fucking um, prepared that has a lot of key points that I'm going to share. PowerPoint that is prepared. Yeah. Not F prepared. <laughs> just, just, I'll it. try my best. Right? Okay. Um, now, the reason why I state that is because really quickly, there are some important things up here on the board just with the first part because he's got three and this is slide one. Okay? 
I don't even think we've gotten through the first one yet. This is how much information Allah has come prepared with. We're, 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 but hold up, before you continue. Yeah, this is just yeah, an introduction. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I will state that those things right there, the you know, the foundation of justice, the foundation of self-actualization, the foundation of what is that self-integration, hugely important topic that I think that deserves to be merit its own little conversation on its own. But before that, uh and last uh for the first part at least, the struggle against injustice, I honestly do believe. That that is a, a a motivating force behind a lot of the thirst that people have for real right. knowledge. Oh yes. yes, yes, and it's actually it says that in the Quran, by the way, Isaac. But notice that I'm not saying it is a foundation of justice. Please the. notice that I'm saying it is the the only the only foundation of justice. If there is no um, Islam in the sense of um, submitting to and worshiping only Allah, then there there can be no justice. There can be no self-integration. That's what I'm saying. I'm making a prof- I'm making a big, grand claim here, and I'm asking you, and I'm asking your listeners to say, "Show me the evidence." Yes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're gonna do. We hope I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it now. Whether it's now or some other time. Yes. It's gonna yes. get done. I'm okay. willing to come here every day to finish this. Not willing. I mean, I would love to. I need to. This is my. I'm dedicating my life to this, actually. Again, the passion. Now, before you continue, it's not before, passion; it's demanded. Okay, the de- that I can relate. That I believe. Right. Actually, I believe that a little bit more. Right. 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 Now, before we continue, there's yes. one important part because I don't know if you're trying to move on from this first no, part here. No. Right. No. But it's really that last part, D, the struggle against injustice. That I feel, it's almost as though, and you know, for me personally, if you were to ask me personally. I would tell you it wasn't by accident. Everything, there's no accident. It's all by design. Okay. What is the last part? D. The struggle against. Okay. Okay. It, that what it is? The struggle against injustice. What is okay. that? I can't see. Corruption. Corruption and oppression. And oppression. Okay. Right. So we've got that in uh, parentheses next to uh, the struggle against uh, injustice for those of you They'll who are listening it, right? only. Right. They'll be able to see it at some point. The ones who are watching on YouTube. Right. Okay. But the, okay, I'm okay. explaining for the people who are audio only. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So um, the reason why is because well. On the last episode of the podcast, and I don't, we're not going to talk about it because it's not important to this one, but I do want to mention this part, which is why, again, I don't, I, you know, I'm at, at the point of my, there was a point in my life, Allah, when if anybody introduced any religion to me, I'm like, man, fuck out of here. I don't care. Just leave me, the, leave me alone. I don't want to hear any of it. Right. But as I've matured in life, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've learned to appreciate a lot of the insights that people with religion have come along. And it's been 2000 years, man. There's a lot of lives lived. There's a lot of, you know, life experience in those 2,000 years that has been honed by this religious beliefs. Okay? You mean 2,000? That's, that's the beginning of Christianity. It's way I, before that. Okay. Islam is <laughs> Islam proper is way older than that. It starts with Abraham. It starts with yeah, Adam. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My Adam. apologies. My bad, right? Right. So the reason why is because in the last episode of the podcast, which I did share with you, right, yes. is uh, I went in, man. I went in. It, it's something that I go in quite often. And that is just the United States in general, but it's a more overarching critique. And the overarching critique is about these institutions that were made to allegedly, we're not allegedly, we're made to venerate them. We are literally brainwashed since public school education, elementary school to worship from and deify the state, whether it's the United States, whether it's Mexico, Canada, it doesn't matter. We, this is a very statist society. And when you, I find this happens, it seems as though it happened from the moment you start to secularize life. You start to take religion out and people are still left with a void. And 
that's where the intellectual laziness part comes in, right? Because those people, rather than trying to do uh, the, the, the work necessary to find their own meaning and purpose, which is, you know, as we've talked about, where I appreciate Nietzsche and his contributions, they'll just latch on to another ideology. And in the absence of religion, because, you know, God is dead and all that, people flocked to the state. And now they we deify, we're made to deify the state. And I find that that's a very, very problematic thing because the state, specifically the United States, has a very, very ugly, ugly track record. And in my personal opinion, is inherently anti-human, right? So when I hear things like this, this goes back to the point that I was making about I'm more open to listening now. That resonates with me because I hear this. One of the things that one of the things that I do think about whenever I am uh, posting on Instagram or whenever I was writing that, whenever I was doing that podcast that I just that from the last episode, is what potential belief, what potential ramifications can this have against me? And the answer is <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yes. So now the question is, what do I do? Do I sit here in silence and fear out of repercussion from these worldly entities? Or do I speak truth to power? And the truth to power here is, yeah, man, the United States, you guys deify it and you're made to, we're made to worship it and people who step out of line are punished. And that's not a good thing because in many ways, this country does need to be critiqued for its inherently anti-human ways. So again, when I see this, I can look at it and appreciate it because if you're telling me that Islam is the struggle against injustice and corruption and oppression, that gives a form of validation even. To you? In general. To, to, okay, okay. But, but, but I really need to... Co- correct. Correct. No, not correct, but um, be a little bit more precise. Go ahead. And by I'm, all means. And I'm hoping that your listeners or the people who watch would really understand that because you said... Islam is the struggle against injustice, correct? I was just reading your PowerPoint. Right, 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 right. But Islam as what? I, as the submission to God, as the submission mm. to Allah, as the act, as the living according yes, to Allah. Yes, yes, the, yes. That Islam. That, yes. The, the, the living, the actualization yes. of that statement yes. is in itself mm-hmm. a struggle against justice. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And this is why, I mean, we've had this conversation. What I'm about to tell you, I've told you multiple times. Share it for the listeners and watchers for the first time, maybe. But <laughs> I do believe this. And even this is coming from a non-religious person. But I sincerely believe this. And I can, you know, explain it away easily. But now is not the time to do so. Right. But what I tell you all the time is, if God be with me, who be against me? Like, right. it's it's really that simple. Right. It, you know, like, is it terrifying talking about this? Of course it is. But... Can I twist it a little bit? By all means. If God be with me, what? Who be against me? But are you with God? Uh, again, I'm not a religious person, see, man. See, see, but see, see, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the question. If God is with me, who can be, or who cares who's against me? But are you with God? And are you no, with and the, the reason why God? Are you with the true God? That needs to be fleshed out, Isaac. Yes, but not for me. Not for you, what? I, okay. I'm again. I'm not a religious person right, right now. I have, I and I've been studying like seven thousand times because I have. Just it's very important. No, I get th- it. Did you get this part? I okay. Do. Oh, I do get it. Yes, I do get it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the Western world does not have a monopoly on. I don't even like to call it spirituality because it's not even spirituality. That implies some new age hipsterdom, and I don't like that either. Right. But I guess the point that I'm trying to state is that I'm not a materialist. 
I don't believe in just this. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though, and I can't justify it empirically, but I just, like most people on the planet, feel as though there's more to life than this. Let's assume for for our conversation today, or at least until I get done with these parts, let's just assume that God does exist. Okay. Because I will provide evidence for the existence of Allah, but later on, I'm just introducing stuff here. Yes. Right? So yes. we are going to produce, if you don't mind, and if mm-hmm. your listeners don't mind, I'm going to proceed under the assumption that God does exist. And here's what happens if there is a God. Yes. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I know you're not a materialist, a, a pure, like, this is the only thing that exists and all of that stuff. Once you die, that's it. Lights out, back to dust. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that this is our first time here. And this is where I'll deviate from you for sure. Both and just with that alone, but also with the second part. And, and that is that I don't think this is our last time here. I think that this is something that is, you know, I've mentioned it before. And, you know, <laughs> some of the feedback that I got is people were a little bit not dismissive, but not really understanding what I was trying to state. And that is that I, I, I tell people all the time from the past, I was sent to the future. And, be, and I do believe that. And I was sent to the future to share this message, the message of our ancestors, which I believe firmly, firmly can heal people in this sick, diseased culture that we're living in. And the reason why I bring it up then is because one of the, one of the, one of the schisms that you and I have, and this goes back to the very, very, very beginning of the question when I said, why should somebody who is not interested in Islam care at all what you have to say, right? And that is because... You shouldn't. This, let me finish, and then you could tell me why they shouldn't, right? No, I said they shouldn't. But yeah, anyway, so you're just like, yeah. that's it, done with it, right? If you're not interested in listening, don't. Okay, now. Walk away. Walk away, sure, but listen to this part. Does that mean then that just because they're not walk, they're just because they're not interested in the Islam part, that they're not going to arrive at potentially the same result? Because I don't, I don't agree with that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know what you. I know what you're saying. I think you're wrong, definitely. Okay, tell me why. I'm wrong, why? As I said, because I believe Islam is the only truth. There are no multiple truths. So if Islam is the only truth, if I show that Islam is the only truth, then what you're saying has to be wrong. It has to. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> that's why I disagree yeah. with you. Okay, that's fair. Right. Um, but... <sighs> but you were going to make a point, Sorry. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, just what I was talking about. Like, in my personal opinion, I mean, let me, let me, let me qualify this further before we get into my personal opinion. And this is just to give backdrop to the listeners who may not be familiar with this. You can't just say that you're a Muslim. You can't just say you believe. You have to actually genuinely do both. Right? And, Part of the reason why I've struggled with this is because, you know, this is not the first time in my life that I've been presented with the opportunity to take on a religion from childhood. I was raised. What do you mean take on? To be a Christian, to be a Muslim, et cetera. Right. But it's never. And, you know, I've spoken about it at length on this podcast before. Like Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. Just chill. Let's hear it. Okay, just chill. Remember what I said Islam is? Yes. To submit yes. to and worship 
only, mm-hmm. follow only. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to worship, by the way, yes. in Islam also, to follow. Not just to pray and whatever. All of these are necessary, but also to follow. Um, only Allah, right? Do you want to know why? Why? Okay. Why this Islam? Why the yes. submission, submitting to one God and one God yes. only and following only one God? Okay, that gets me to two things. Before I tell you why, well, actually the why part is because it's absolute justice. To follow one God and one God only is absolute justice. And I will explain it in a second. Justice, just remember that word. But I'm going to talk about a question that sickens me. People talk about it all the time. People ask it all the time. And I think you one time asked, it's like, why does God care? Why does God want us to do this? And why does God want us to do that? Why does he care? What the, right? If, if I ask you that, that was at a very uh, undeveloped time in my life, spiritually. <laughs> okay, okay. Really? Now, really, yeah. If you ask me now, I, and this is something that I've mentioned on the podcast, so I'm only going to fill you in on it because I'm sure you're not familiar with it. No, I, I will tell you that no one is here by accident. We all descend here to this Tlaltik Pak for a reason. And the you know, one of the, the benefits we had ancestrally that was stolen from us by fucking Christians is that we had the the conditions in place for us to learn the heart and the face. What is the heart and the face? Long story short, it is what we are here for. Everybody is here for something. Everybody is here to offer their flowers, right? Everybody has a unique skill, if you will, I guess, in the most reductive way possible. Uh, that it, everyone has something to offer to this life, okay? And we're all come here to 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 actualize that because to use the language that you have up here, self-actualization. And um, part of what was stolen from us when they stole our ancestral ways was that development of that ability to do so. So if I ever told you that, it's because I was at a point in my life when I didn't have the ancestral knowledge that helped me realize there are no accidents. This whole nihilism nonsense, the reductive Western materialism, that's not it's not fuck it's not true we're here for a reason every everything happens for a reason and the biggest tragedy is you not manifesting that reason for whatever reason and you know manifesting that purpose I should state uh for me historically part of that part part of the reason why I hadn't is because a I didn't know this but more importantly because I was self-sabotaging self-sabotaging in many ways why was I self-sabotaging because I was self-medicating to deal with the diseased society that we live in. And now, in many ways, I feel as though that has been, to an extent, because I still have my faults, which I talk about openly, but it's been remedied to an extent where I can come on here and do this podcast and state, no, you know, I'm not going to say God cares, but I am going to say this driving, you know, vivifying force of life that it, it's, it's, it's happening for a reason. Um, my question is that people, my point is, is about the people who say, why does God care about us praying to him? Why does God care about us fasting? Why does God care about this? Why does God make these orders that we have to do this and you have to do that? Right? Yes. I mean, you've heard that before. Absolutely. Right. Um, and I'm going to say the first thing, as I said, because it leads to justice, because that is justice. And I will explain in a second why or how it results in justice. But I've heard it from many atheists. It's not because God benefits from us praying to him or, or God benefits from me fasting or God benefits from me following his orders. That's not Islamic. And that's one, by the way, one distinction 
it's going to be subtle, but please follow me on this. One way I can distinction, distinct, dis, distinguish between Islam and the other religions. Are you still no, keep going. I don't think it says that anymore. No, keep going. Are you sure? Wait, what does it say now? I don't know. You said to... The camera. Oh, record. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're good. Keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Don't, don't let me distract you, guys. Keep going. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Keep going. Um, this is the nature of this thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, go back to the story of Adam and Eve when they ate from the tree. When God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree. Right? Yeah. The original sin, you've heard of the term original sin. Yes. Yes, which doesn't exist in Islam. Sin or original sin? Original sin. sin. Okay. Original sin. Sin does exist in Islam, but original sin doesn't exist in Islam. I was about to say, if it doesn't, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, if it doesn't, you should leave that religion. Okay. But anyway, um, when Adam and Eve ate from the tree, how did God respond, according to the Old Testament and Christianity? Banished them. He went berserk. He didn't just banish them. He got angry. He even cursed the earth for what Adam and Eve did. He was so emotional. He got so angry for what what he did. Because according to that book, it was a sin against God. Yes? Yeah. And that's the reason for the coming of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ being crucified on the cross so he can carry our sins. Because if you sin against God, God is perfect, correct? Yes. And therefore, the only thing that can erase that sin has to be a perfect creature. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm following. You're following. Yeah. I mean, you really need to go back and read the Old Testament and see and watch, analyze critically how God reacted because they ate from the tree. None of that exists in Islam. God said, don't eat from the tree. They ate from the tree and they said, we're sorry, but listen to the language. They said, we committed injustice against ourselves. Injustice against ourselves, not against you. Nobody can touch God. Nobody can make a mistake against God. Whatever you do, whether it's good or bad, doesn't affect God at all. And by the way, that is all over the Quran. God is saying, it doesn't bother me if all of you disbelieve. So that's the, that's why I said, if you're not interested and you don't want to believe in Islam, then walk away, don't listen. You're not hurting God, you're not hurting me at all. Um, so in Islam, in that story, they said we committed injustice, and this, this is going to be a very, very important word, injustice against ourselves. Do you know how God responded? How? Okay. You're forgiven. Go. Do you know what the Quran called it? A slip. They slipped. They made a mistake. The point that I'm trying to make here is that if you become a Muslim and you believe in one God and you submit to one God, it's not for the benefit of God, it's for your benefit. So get that attitude out of the way because it's sickening. Like, why should I become a Muslim? Baby, don't. (laughs) It's for you. It's it's not like, you hear that attitude. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I started the podcast. Right. On purpose, by the way. Oh, I know, I know. Because, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like, you're, if you understand this, it's not like you're going to become a Muslim and then God is going to be like, yay, I want another person. No, God says it in the Quran. He says it literally. If everybody disbelieves, 
It doesn't bother me none. Nothing. Because think about it logically, guys. God is perfect, correct? He can't... If there is a God. Again, if, we're yeah, assuming, we're, we're assuming we're that assuming, God exists. Yeah, right? just to revisit. Right, right, right. If there is a God, God is perfect. You cannot add to God. You cannot take away from God. You can't touch God. And that's, by the way, a linguistic device that the Quran uses or Allah uses in the Quran claiming again and again and again. It's not for me. Because it's pushing the analytical thinker to say, well, if it's not going to benefit God, then who is it going to benefit? Stands the reason, the individual. The individual, absolutely. And then and, and the analytical reader is going to say, well, how does it benefit me? May I take see this? this? Right? How is it benefiting? How is it going to benefit me? Because the Quran or Allah in the Quran says, if you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this, you're going to benefit. You're going to live to, to live the good life. You follow me? Yeah. The Quran says, if you do this and if you do this and if you do this, you're going to live the good life. That's a factual statement, Isaac. You can test it scientifically. You can, you can live that life or have some people live that life and see if that results in a good life or not. If it does, then what the Quran is saying is right. If it doesn't, then what the Quran is saying is wrong. Yeah, I mean... The question is, test it. Yes. Test it. The Quran is making a hypothesis, if you will. Allah in the Quran is making a hypothesis. If you live this way, you're going to have the good life here. Here, in this earth. Unlike what Nietzsche is saying. No, no, no. Here. Shots fired. Nietzsche catching strays. Keep going. Right. Here in this <laughs> life. Of course you're going to get the afterlife, but also here. Man, test it. See okay. if it works or not. I mean, that's all beautiful stuff. I really do. And I'm, this is why I wanted you to come on. Actually, what do you mean beautiful, logically. Let me, before I continue, and I will explain. I do have to first qualify by stating, please don't call me by my slave name, sir. It's oh, ice I motherfucking said, nice, okay? <laughs> Everything else is a slave name. So that's your native name? No. F? No. That's okay. just what I call myself. I can't share my native name. Okay. Because it hasn't been given to me yet. But it will one day, right? But that's besides the point. Right, the right. point that I'm making is, look, man, you are... The only reason I listen to you, the only reason I even care about Islam in general, I mean, I took the class. This was after your class, by the way. So, you know, you had already an influence there. But the only reason I ever, you know would even consider anything from an Islamic perspective, because again, my anti-religious inclinations is because there's obviously, there's, that's a beautiful message. And what I mean by beautiful is that it's not something that, this is something that, you know, me personally, and this is, I've spoken about this on the podcast too, too so I'm just filling you in. You know, I, I realize now in retrospect that part of the reason why I majored in philosophy was because I was searching for answers. I was searching for answers in life. I had a lot of issues personally that, you know, I, I, I couldn't begin to focus on my potential without reconciling these issues. And I still have not, you know, done so completely, but I've come along a lot, a long way because of philosophy. Philosophy has helped me, you know, recover to use the existential language in many ways, my existence from my own self-sabotaging, self-defeating, you know, patterns of behavior that kept me from fulfilling my potential, right? And there's perhaps no more important philosopher in that trajectory that has helped me do so than Nietzsche. 
That's why I stated right now, Nietzsche's catching strays for no, and it's not for no reason. You know what I mean? Uh, the podcast listeners will know I'm very open and adamant about my, you know, love for Nietzsche, but also my critiques. And then you also know, you know what I mean? But uh, I guess what I'm trying to state is that despite despite the great message that many of the existentialists offer, in many ways, it's not necessarily the most satisfying. And part of the reason why... That's what they lightly Yes, I'm aware, right? Okay. And uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just state quickly and then you could tell me why, you could tell us why it's putting it lightly. Part of the reason why I'm willing to even enter- entertain what it is that you have to say is because, you know, a lot of the potential shortcomings of of the existentialist and, you know, Nietzsche included. Right. But you do value Kierkegaard, though, right? You said that. Yes, but again... Um, He's a Christian, so right, 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 the right. the amount of value that he come that he that he that he you know introduces to my life is only to a certain extent. Uh, I, you know, I've talked to you about this, and I mentioned on the podcast before, but Nietzsche and Kierkegaard are basically the same philosophers, just one's an atheist, and you know Nietzsche, and for the longest time, I, I tried to do the Nietzschean thing, and it just it wasn't you know it, it really didn't resonate with me. And not because it's not impactful, but because unlike, you know, I, I don't know what Nietzsche's personal beliefs are on the afterlife at the end. I know what he wrote. And what I am led to believe is that he would consider it a, a, a mockery, a, a, a mistake of the highest order to live your life in anticipation of a potential afterlife. Uh, but see, that that's why I gave Nietzsche, what, what did you say? He called what? Strays. As in, yeah. Yes, he called strays. Because, see, that's the upsetting, that, that's, that's another upsetting part, Isaac. Um, why does the existence and the aspiration to an afterlife have to mean that this life is not important and I don't, I, that I don't need to struggle my butt off in this life? I think, to be fair, mm-hmm. that's speaking specifically of Christianity there and to go. be further clear probably go. the intellectually lazy sanitized Christianity um yes and also yes but see that's what I mean that I know for a fact that he did not a- analyze the Quran because there is no conflict between living life to the fullest and going to heaven there is no conflict at all so we're talking like 40 ounces 8 balls and hookers no, I'm talking about living your life to the fullest as in the establishment of justice, which is human purpose, which is human nature. And 40 ounces or whatever the... Eight balls, cocaine. Eight ball, cocaine, whatever the stuff that you <laughs> And do, hookers. Okay. <laughs> the it, combination and, of all three, preferably. <laughs> right, 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 right. But which is, which is, which is, um, isn't that a product of the culture that you just attacked? Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. And to be further clear... And it's actually not the product of this culture only. No, 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 no. That's not fair. No, 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 no. The, 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 let me be very clear, just, just so we're clear. The critique that I make is that the this society in general... this What I mentioned is not new. The You know, hedonism is not new. People wanting to, you know, get drunk, get high, and get laid, that's, that's a human thing, Right. But what I'm stating specifically is the reason why associated with Western culture is A, because this is the one I'm living in. It's my material conditions. Right. And right. B, 
because I personally am of the belief that we are purposely miseducated in such a way where that's the only outlets that we find for the general unhappiness that we experience. Actually, actually, if you think about it, what you see in this culture is, I would argue, and we can talk about this some other time, is a logical result of the Nietzschean project. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Project. I would agree with that. Um, but anyway, that's not my point. My point is about Nietzsche is that there is no inherent conflict between life and the afterlife. There isn't. There is no inherent conflict between the body and the soul. Not in Islam. There isn't. There isn't no inherent conflict between the individual and society. Actually, because of there is no God but Allah, if you follow that, you'll see that 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 conflict between the body and the soul, the individual and society, the life and the afterlife disappears. Each one of them actually complements the other, becomes a means to the other. There, there isn't. But when you take this statement, there is no God but Allah, and the following of Allah, if you if you if you take it out, are we still looking if it's recording or not? Just keep going, man. Okay. Don't um, let me distract you. You're not distracting me. I think <laughs> I'm just, um, if you take that out, then you'll have that conflict between these things. And then you'll have somebody like Nietzsche, who is supposed to be a genius. Um, he is a genius. Well, but it, I don't think so. I really don't. I really don't <laughs> okay. think he's a genius. Keep going. I'm sorry. Um, to say that it's cowardice to believe in the afterlife because that immediately means that this life is not important. Yes. It's not. Which is the Nietzschean standpoint. I know. I know. That he's going to argue Christianity for specifically. I don't know what he ever said about Islam. I've never even bothered looking into it. But uh, I, just so we're clear, just so the listeners are clear for those that don't have the you know background knowledge perhaps, he considers Christianity inherently anti-life because of that. Because it tells you, don't worry about this life, focus on the afterlife. And you put aside everything on this life. And that's what Marx also meant by religion is the opiate of the people. Yes, right. partly. Which, I, which I, that's another reason why I think, at least in that regard, Marx was ignorant. Okay. Ignorant of Islam. Yes. It's just as simple as that. Because what Islam says, actually, is that you need to live life and you need to work in life and you need to produce a life, but not take life as the final end, as the main, the ultimate goal. But it doesn't mean that it's not important. It is important. This is how you get to heaven by fixing this life. And I'm using the word fixing and hopefully it will, it will have meaning later on. By fixing the corruption in this life, that's how you get to heaven. Of course, in addition to believing. Okay, so you speak about the fixing. What, what is there to fix? <laughs> All right. So, did I make a, a did I make the distinction between Islam and 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 the two other religions clear? You know about what? The Honestly, original sin part. The original sin part. Right. Right. Yes. Right. I'm going to make other distinctions. Yeah. Okay. Because because it is an important point for me to distinguish Islam and the other religions. In that sense, Islam is not an Abrahamic religion. Because the God of Islam is not an emotional, jealous God. The God of Islam demands things from you for your sake. So if you make a mistake, he's not going to go out of his 
whatever, and throw tantrums. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're the one who's suffering. Yeah. So, so in that sense, Isaac, Islam is not among the Abrahamic religions. Okay. Okay? Okay. Um, so, and I said also before, do we still have time? Oh, yeah, well, however long you want, man. I don't know where... Okay. I don't know where you are, you personally. I just know this, and I'm qualifying it for the listeners, that there's, this, is a, this is not something... I need to go pray. Okay. And I'll tell you in a second, but let me make this point. Okay, by all means. Okay. Um, I said, when I asked the question, why believe in one God and submit to one God and follow only one God, right? And I said, why? And I said, because it's absolute justice, correct? Mm -hmm. What does the word justice mean to you? Oh, man, that's such what a loaded justice, question. Right? Because Plato and Socrates yeah, and exactly. the Republic and, yep. and, and Rawls and all of those people debated yep. what justice is. Okay. So what is, I mean. If you were to put me on the spot and ask no, me I'm personally. Not. No, no, no. Yeah. By all means. If you were to ask me, like, okay, the reason why it's a loaded question is for all the reasons you just stated. This is not, you know, as someone who's been trained in philosophy, this is an answer that's going to come to you from a multitude of perspectives, like the ones you just named and more, right? And also because, you know, justice in many ways is a multi-tiered concept, virtue. So to give just one definition seems, you know, it doesn't seem possible. You want to hear the Islamic definition of justice? By all means. Putting everything in its rightful place according to its nature. Okay. That's it. So you find the thing, you discover its nature, and you place it in that place according to its nature. Hence why I stated earlier that you are a believer of human nature. Right, right. Because you believe... And not just human nature. Everything has a nature. Yeah. So this microphone that I have in front of me has a particular nature, correct? Yes. Which means that it needs to be put, placed according to its own nature in order for it to function. Ultimately. Yes. Correct? So if you place it not according to its nature, it might continue to function, but not as well as if it's in... In a place according to its nature. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's what justice means. Okay. Putting everything in its rightful place according to its nature. Which is a beautiful definition. That's it. It's as simple as that in Islam. It's as simple as that. So gods are God. The God is God. You put him in his place and humans are humans. Why, Isaac? Again, we're assuming that God does exist. Yes. Right? yes. Just going with that. that mm -hmm. God does exist. And God in Islam also means the one who created, correct? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so the one who created must have created for a purpose. I need you to follow me on this one. And if you don't, that means your listeners are not following. And if you don't understand something, please ask me. Keep going. Okay. So God is the one who created. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. And if God created, then he must have created for a purpose. By the way, guys, everything I'm saying is in the Quran. This is not philosophy. This is Islam. Um, so God must have created for a purpose, for a reason, because you don't do anything for no reason, do you? No. Well, no. It's no. not possible, I think. No. It's not possible. Right? The reason why I, I, you know, pause is because it's possible. What I was trying to say is that people, you might not know the reason why you're doing stuff. Right, right, right. right there, but is a there is a reason. Right, right, but, right. And the reason why I pause is just in case somebody was thinking like, well, I, you know, I do things all the Good. time without, but no, it's like, no. Good. 
let's be very clear. You might not know the reason why, but there's still a reason behind it. Right, right. A motivating right. factor, a motivating force. Whether that motivate, motivation is conscious or not yes. conscious, whatever, but yes. there is something. I mean, you just took a sip of coffee right now. You must have done it for a reason. I'm addicted to caffeine. Whatever. You wanted to sip. You wanted the taste of coffee. And I'm parched. <laughs> I was thirsty. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so God created, he must have created for a purpose. Right? Yes, correct. So God created you, therefore he created you for a purpose, correct? Yes, if we're following this reasoning, which I don't disagree with, just by the way, yes. as I mentioned earlier. If there is a God, you can't disagree with it. Yes. The only way you can disagree with, with this is to prove that there is no God and, then, and that we are the result of an accident. Then you have a point. But I'm saying, let's start with there is a God. Therefore, every action of that God has to have a reason. That's the only way to get from A to Z. There's no way. There's no other way. Right, right. Um. So he created you for a purpose, correct? Yeah, to get on his podcast and talk shit. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. Keep going. Anyway, anyway. Um. And I can give you guys the the, the ayahs. How do you say ayahs? I told you about it in... Um, um, In Christianity, they say chapter and... Um, Revelations? No, 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 no. The little chapters and... Um, Sermons? Shut up. Why are you asking me? I don't know anything about Christianity. <laughs> chapter and verse? Chapter and... Anyway. No, say way. Anyway, anyway. Um, and, and if he created you to accomplish a certain thing, he must give you... He must have given you the abilities... To achieve that thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Does it make sense? I mean, it makes sense to me. Okay. So if he created for you for a reason, not if, he must have created you for a reason, and that God, because he wanted you to achieve that reason, so he must have given Endowed you the Endowed you with the abilities right. to manifest that reason. Right, 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 right. Because you create this microphone because you wanted to to do a certain purpose, to achieve a certain function. Yes. So you provide it with certain things that allows it to achieve that function. Correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So according to all of this, then what is the essence of a human? That's a great question. The essence, no, it's simple. The essence the, of the human the, is to essence, manifest its purpose. To use your God-given ability in order to achieve that goal. It's as simple as that. Yes. It's just, this is Islamic. This is this is the Quran, by the way. This is simple. Islam is very very simple and direct, Isaac. So human essence is to use your talents, to use your abilities to achieve the purpose that you were created for. Correct. Yes. You follow. I'm following. Okay. What if you use your talent not to achieve that purpose, but to achieve something else? Then you'd be going against God then you will be committing injustice because you will be putting something not in a trifle place. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, but if you do, if you do use your talent and your abilities to achieve your purpose, what do we call that? Justice. And result, and what, what results from it? Natural order. Self-actualization. You become actualized. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Do you see where I'm going yes. with this? Yes. But do you see how the self-actualization is a result of justice and justice is make, is following God and God only because he's the one created. He's the one who created for a certain purpose. 
I can see that logic. Do you see the flow? Yes. Right. Okay. Ask me questions. This is just <laughs> one thing. This is just. One I think thing. we're still on one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're still on one, and we didn't finish the whole one. I'm just going from. I don't think we. I don't even think we can get to the second or third one no, tonight. No, let's not. Because let's not. I, you, not you because what? I'm pressed for time, and I'm sure because you had to leave too. But more importantly, because because I have to pray. Yes, but and because Allah said I have to pray, so I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to pray. Here's another thing. You know why I'm going to pray, Isaac? No. Because Allah said I have to pray, correct? Yes. But we said that Allah is not affected by my prayer. I am, correct? Yes. Am I having a good time here? I am. For sure. I hope so. For sure. I'm I hope the listeners too. But I yeah, mean. I hope so too. I am having a good time. Um, but the prayer is the actualization of La ilaha illallah. There is no God but God. I put my desires aside and I say... You're not my master. Allah is my master. And I follow that. I overcome myself. That self-overcoming that Mr. Nietzsche was talking about. It's in practice here in Islam. That prayer, I benefit from it. When my dean, when my boss, when my friends have demands on me, but I hear the call of the prayer, I will say, I understand that you have your demands, but not you're not God. I'm following that God. You know what we call that? What's that? Liberation. I'm liberated from that. So slavery to Allah is liberation from everybody else. Do you get me? Absolutely. It's not God who's benefiting from it. I am benefiting from going to pray. That simple act of taking five minutes or ten minutes to pray, right, is saying to the whole world with all their demands, including my demands on myself, Saying, you're not my master. That's liberation, Isaac. Absolutely. And notice that the prayer in Islam is put five times a day in strategic times. To take you out of the world, to remind you that this world is not your master. Allah is. You become liberated in that action. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Now, before you mic drop and just walk out of here. Before I do what? Mic drop. Oh, can I do leave that on, actually? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Before you leave on this high note, because it's an incredible high note. It's, it's honestly, I'm glad that we got here because yeah, yeah. It, it, we had to lay the foundation. Everything up into this. This is why you're here today. Today. This is what you told me before I came here. You said that you want me just to lay the foundation, just to start. That's all and we're then doing. We'll continue. But for that, for this point right here, yes, because yes, of all yes. the points that you make, I mean, you make a lot of them that I know, but the listeners. This is probably, their, well, if they listen to the other podcast, maybe second time. But for sure this one, because I feel as though we've done a better job of getting to this point. I think so. Okay? Now, I don't want to keep you, because I know how important it is, but there's, I, I have to emphasize this. This is, I think, a very important contribution that you're making that is not part of the Western canon. Yes. And I, if you can just, let's get through this before, if you can, before you leave. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. here's what it is, Okay. This whole Western world, I've spoken about it at length on this podcast, so I'm not going to delve into it. Please don't. But it's, you know, God is dead, reductive scientific materialism. And from there, what I haven't spoken about, I've mentioned it in passing, but, you know, maybe uh, to, to give it its fair shake, I'll do a further episode on it, just on this one, you know, philosopher in general. But um, I, the reason why these words are so powerful is because I think that he personally... What words? The ones I'm about to state. Oh. He personally was able to 
put his fingers on the pulse of something that resonated with a lot of people in the wake of the whole God is dead thing, okay? And you are offering the complete antithesis to that, which I think is important because for Wait, me for you, me personally, let me... You, no, you me? Yes, you. Oh, oh. With everything you've just said, and you're offering the exact antithesis to this, which I believe is important because... Part of this podcast, me too, is stating like, no, this Western reductive material world is not, it's not good. Okay. Now, the reason why I believe what you say is important is because it offers an antithesis and which is important because if people don't have an alternative, what are they supposed to do? And the alternative to this, or the alternative rather is the idea, another existentialist idea, which is very prominent, very, very prominent. And that is existence precedes essence right. yes right. it's like so prominent in existential thought that it's even leaked onto the non the non-academically inclined right, right. That, which is the exact opposite of what you're telling us right that's coming from jean paul sartre yes existence precedes essence. yes now just to be clear and again i'll talk about it in further length at some other time but for now the basic idea what jean paul sartre is going to try to tell us is that we are born first and then we give our life meaning which is something that from an atheist, reductive, materialist approach, you know, it makes sense because makes there's sense. no reason why I'm here. There's no God. Sense. There's no purpose. I just was thrown into this world, to use the Heideggerian language, and now I'm just going to try to figure out what's the point of being here. Right, right, right. Because if there is no God, which we assume that there is mm -hmm. in this podcast, correct? Yes. We, get, we, we said that we're going to provide evidence for the existence of God later on. Later, correct? yes. Yes. Um Sartre and is saying that if there is no God and he doesn't believe in God, or he didn't actually believe in God because at some point he did, um, if there is no God, then where are you going to get purpose from? Got to be self-endowed. Nature doesn't provide purpose. You were created as an accident and therefore there can be no purpose, correct? Mm -hmm. um, so yes, from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense until... You have the atheist saying you should choose your purpose. Yes, which is a feat, which is irrational. Why? Right, right. We'll talk about that some other time. Some other time, please. Yes. The, okay. The, the idea of there is no god, but you're free to choose, are a contradiction. It's just an oxymoron. There's it's no the way. problem of free will, in a nutshell. Right. Just so right. we don't leave them on which, a cliffhanger. I, yes. Yes. I mean, you can talk about. I it will. If you want to. Yes. Absolutely. You leave me yes. a perfect place. Well, this is the perfect place to end. Because now I have something to piggyback off of in anticipation of our next episode. Until then, we're going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Can I say something? By all means. I just want to make... Let me ask you this. Did I, today at least in a way, show that Islam and... Islam in the sense of there is no God but God, but Allah, and you have to follow that. Did you... Did I... Provide some logical reasons for it. Not just cultural, not just because this is what I believe and follow it. There is yes. reasons to it. There's yes. Justice. There's yes. There, right? I believe you did a, uh, I believe from a philosophical perspective, you did a great job of doing it at the very, very end. Right. When we take God's existence as a given right. and then draw out the, the, the conclusions from there. Right. So in that particular respect, yes, I do believe you did a great job of doing right. that. Right, right, right. Um, maybe we can continue with that. Sure, wherever you want. I don't care. Like I said, this is... This no, no, is... I don't mean now. I no, 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 no. Yeah, at a future right. episode. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So we'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you for the next one. Peace. Salam alaikum.